are you doing? Hello. From deep cuts to future classics. On location and behind the scenes. Somewhere between reasonable and crazy. It was no more complicated than that. Let's skip intro and find out what to watch on Netflix. Coming up. When you get into the villa, you have to say how you feel. Like, you can't think in your head, oh, I like this guy. You have to say it. The first few days were just overwhelming. The whole nation was just gripped as to whether they were going to get together. Next, you know, someone goes like, will you marry me? I was like, what the... F-? That's what makes reality TV. You're invested in their lives. I don't believe we met. What's your name? Hello, I'm Dottie, and welcome to What to Watch on Netflix. Now, each week, we take on a different type of programme. Last week was music... And in this brand spanking new search for the sublime and exploration for excitement, we're going to reach for reality. Yep, that's right. Let's chow down on reality TV. At times gloriously trashy, often controversial, but always entertaining. Reality TV is the genre that people love to rag on, all whilst hitting next episode straight away. It's a type of show that can take many guises and has been through many iterations. Beginning as grand social experiments in the early noughties with shows like Survivor and Big Brother, for the first time we were offered the best and worst of human nature directly into our homes. From the second Craig Phillips confronted Nasty Nick on the first Big Brother, the UK was hooked and it's been a turbulent yet long-standing love affair ever since. Now, without reality TV, we wouldn't have the Kardashians, Kelly Osbourne, Susan Boyle or Jedward. Love Island would just be somewhere in Greece you went for a quick fumble once a year and Big Brother would be, well, your big brother. So to celebrate this glorious hot mess of a genre and to get right into a few of the shows that have taken Netflix by storm over the past few months, I'm joined by three people who know reality TV inside out. All right, let's do this. First up is a woman who has spent the best part of 15 years writing about, interviewing, planning and steering reality TV to the masses. Now editor-in-chief at Bauer Media, Lucy Cave has made and broken reality careers more times than she's received a fake tan freebie. Her tenure as boss of Heat magazine oversaw some of the biggest reality shows the world has ever seen. She loves reality TV so much, she even bagged one of the stars for a husband. Hello, Lucy. Oh, I wondered if you were going to get that one in. <laughs> Hi. Of course we were. <laughs> you sit tight. Because next up, in the blue corner, uh, recently there's been one show that's really kicked reality TV up the backside. It listened to the critics who complained of shallowness and it laughed in their faces. It's not been short of controversy and thanks to the lockdown, we aren't actually seeing it back until next year. Love Island has introduced a whole host of new characters and we're delighted to have one of my faves with us right now. She was dumped by Danny and she was the fifth to leave the island, but who cares about that when you're a scientist working for Viagra? It's ex-Love Islander and one third of the excellent Reality Check podcast. You one day. No one has ever introduced me like that before in my life. <laughs> How do you find out about the Viagra? Look, I don't want to expose my sources, all right? <laughs> so let's just let's just move on. And finally, it's one of Netflix's homegrown creations. This retreat is one of the sexiest people in the world. 
little quesadillas? What's happening? I would rate myself a 10 out of 10. Bring that here, reel it in. This is literally heaven on earth. Cheers to sexy people. Cheers, guys. Kelechi Dyke is a big old hunk of love who had one of the hardest jobs of all. Now, despite being an American footballer who is described as an alpha male used to getting whatever he wants, his biggest challenge was going on too hot to handle and keeping little Kells and his budgie smugglers. Thankfully, he's fully clothed and hopefully a bit less horny right this second. Uh, hello, big Kells. Come on, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thanks for having me. Here we all are, a reality TV dream team. Is everyone well? How are you guys keeping sane in lockdown? Sleeping and eating like everybody else. I built, I built a home gym. I've got like a squat rack. Of course you did. <laughs> have, you got, have you got actual gym equipment or are yeah, you yeah. using things no, around yeah. the house? I built like an actual outhouse from wood from scratch and then I built a squat rack and then put gym flooring in there. Come and on, got, Tarzan. I've got everything. I'm ready. From scratch. <laughs> and you rip, you rip the what you rip the bark off the tree with your bare hands. With my bare hands. I've still and got then blisters you, and splinters. You turn that into planks. Come on. <laughs> and you just did it all just with your hands. Yes, mate. Good for you. <laughs> and Lucy, are you well? I'm very good, thank you. I haven't been building gyms, um, unfortunately. I've got two kids under four, so I've been uh, <laughs> throwing them around instead. Instead of weights. Yeah, exactly. Now, Lucy, it's great to have your perspective because I'm actually so used to just seeing your face on every talking head show (laughs) about reality TV I've ever seen in my life. You are synonymous with reality TV. Whenever there's a roundup, whenever there's a top 10 villains of reality TV show. I don't I don't trust it if you're not on it, Lucy. Thanks very much, Dottie. Yeah, they wheel me out all the time. And, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So it's great to have your perspective, um, uh, along with, with you, Kels and Yuande, kind of the new school of reality TV. Because it feels like the element of reality TV has that, that takes people and kind of plucks them from obscurity has kind of changed. I guess back in the day, Lucy, it it felt like regular people would just turn up at auditions and kind of be filtered through these processes. And now it kind of feels like social media has flipped on its head and and scouts kind of find people. It would be interesting, actually, to know. Kels and Yuande, how were you found for your respective shows or did you apply for them? I applied and I did. And out of the opening... Kels is like, what? It's mad because nowadays people think that everyone gets scouted. And and yeah, a lot of people do get scouted. But out of the opening lineup of the OGs, three of the five applied. Jeez. Really? Yeah, Yeah. because I've been been hearing that a lot of people... Of the girls, anyways. ...get scouted rather than actually applying for it. Well, Kels, what about you? I got scouted, so... I was a, I remember I was in office and I get this DM on Facebook actually and I was like who still uses Facebook um, and this was like I think a few weeks old like two weeks ago and then it said like oh hi Kels got this brand new show coming up for a massive network I can't tell you it is um, but we're looking for people like you I think keywords were sun beach hot people I was like oh I, I'm interested tell me more. I love that you didn't think that was like a con or a I spam. I did think it was a con. You were just spam. like, this, I, sound, I, this sounds legit. No. <laughs> I was like, yes, no, no, no. I did, I did think it was a con, right? So I asked her to call me and I wanted to sound it out. And I was like, just asking loads of questions. I'm very skeptical of things like that. I thought he's like my mate trying to just have one on me. Yeah, because I'd be like, oh, delete. That is a, <laughs> someone's having me on. 
but it 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 led to a huge opportunity. Now, well, Lucy, what's your what's your take on what reality TV has become in that sense? Well, the whole the whole kind of nature of reality TV has changed so much. If you think it's kind of changed, but it hasn't at the same time. If you look back at like Big Brother and and Survivor, and you compare them to things like Love Is Blind and Too Hot to Handle. There's kind of extreme differences in that, you know, the the people in the shows now are kind of so much more kind of sexual. They're kind of you know, much more casual in everything they're doing. And the producers of Big Brother would have never dreamed that they could have aired stuff like that. You know, there was like a, a fumble under the table that made like front page news, I think, when it, when Big Brother was first on. So it was so different in that respect. But then... At the same time, I still think it's like just such a fascinating look at at people and humanity. And no matter how kind of precast it seems to be at the beginning, you still watch genuine human behaviour unfold. So it still has got that sort of that fascinating element to me. Kels, when you watched back Too Hot to Handle, how much does it feel like a realistic portrayal of what went down I always wonder that it is it's just very accelerated so you know when you have like um, you have a book you read a book but the movie always cuts out bits do you know what I mean I know what the book looks like because I'm, I'm in it but then the movie's just like a condensed summary of it all and then what we get is actually probably the trailer <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you wonder what about you with, with Love Island did you did you feel when you when you watched it back as I imagine you did that reality TV in your experience, is a realistic reflection of your experience? I haven't watched the back. Um, I don't plan on watching the back anytime soon. Do you know what it is? Anytime I think about it, I just cringe. Do you know when you like listen to a voice note back of yourself and you're like, oh my God, turn it off. I can't imagine myself sitting down and watching hours of me talking shite and looking like a mug on national TV. So I was like, I'm not going to watch it back. But I seen like little clips on like Twitter here and there. And it's not a full representation of like what actually happens. But then again, like they have to show an hour of what happened in like two days. It's only so much you can see. I can't believe you haven't watched it back. I, haven't watched you? It back. I can't. Either. You haven't watched it back either, Kels. Yeah, but you know what? I've watched things once and then I'll remember it, if that makes sense. I, I still feel weird watching my name come up in subtitles when I'm watching the show. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like that's so weird. I'm still getting used to it. But it's interesting because you asked Lucy a question as to whether our reality TV has evolved or changed. I definitely think it kind of has. But as you said, Lucy, Big Brother set the level here, right? And people get used to it. So we need to get a new stimulus and go higher and higher, more outrageous, more outrageous. So in terms of where people used to apply for it, it's a lot more easier now to scout for whatever type you're looking for and then test them through the tests and see whether... Because I, don't, I think people don't realise that it's also about psychology, as in how people and what personality traits people have. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like in a reality TV show, they'll have like, they'll interview a number of guys, they'll pick two guys that are natural alpha males and think, okay, these two might clash. These two might go for the same girl. So I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than people actually realise where they just think they're picking random people. They'll naturally pick someone who's maybe more emotional to things and creates like drama or whatever. I actually think they pick random people. And I can obviously only speak for myself being like on Love Island. When I was casted, like they didn't ask me enough questions to get to know 
me as a person to judge whether I'd clash with someone else or who I would get along with. Because we asked them so many times, like, how, how does casting work? How do you get it right every single year? Um, and they say, the reason we get it is because we just do it at random. And when we got into the villa, like, none of us had anything in common. I think it's the fact of being... I think it's just a fact of living together and sharing that experience together um, that does it. I, I don't think it's about casting because it was done at random. Like they didn't ask enough questions for them to be able to understand what type of character I was and how I would do in the villa. Mama was. That's Mama interesting. Was. Go on. My, my, the questions I was asked was completely different. I was asked questions as to um, how I describe myself, what, that, what books do I read, what am I into... Um, what am I like with girls? Um, and then you'll give me loads of scenario style questions. For example, let's say someone's talking to the girl you're interested in, or a girl decides to dump you, things like that. So I was being, obviously, I can't, I'm, I'm sure you're on this different, but I was asked situational style questions. At the beginning, like when Big Brother was on and Survive was on, it was the first thing of its kind. So you could literally, Big Brother, I remember in the office, we would watch the live stream all day. Like it would, uh, we were doing yeah. some work, obviously, but I can remember just watching them be like, oh yeah, Josh has just come out of the toilet. And then you just put, and then it was just riveting, but nothing really was going on apart from a few moments. But now you look at all the TV there is for people to watch and and reality TV is now competing against all these kind of high quality, amazing dramas. So they've got to up the kind of jeopardy. They've got to up the the stakes in terms of what's going on and all the sort of plot twists, which was one of your favourite words. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what they've got to do constantly now. Do you think, Lucy, our, our tastes have changed then? Because as you say, it used to kind of be the social experiment format. And I, like you, remember watching Big Brother and I remember watching it like really grainy yeah. and as you say absolutely nothing happening remember watching it when it was just on that that nocturnal light and you could just see green and 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 being fine with that and now it seems as though we really desire this uh glossier celebrity experience do you think we have dictated that change as consumers people need stuff to happen really quickly now whereas before you you kind of were waiting and you were waiting and kind of living the show along with the people in it and it was really it was just something totally unique if you look again sorry to harp back at Big Brother but it's like I remember Helen and Paul when they first kind of fell in love and like they just talked to but they didn't even kiss I think they talked about doing stuff but nothing ever happened and the whole nation was just gripped um, as to whether they were going to get together and now it's like you know you you expect people to be having sex within like the first few minutes of, of meeting each other. I don't necessarily think that that's what what people want, but I think it's just it's just the the fast pace moving of kind of these sort of shows is is what you expect. And too hot to handle was kind of that on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like sex is like so valuable to really figure out how you truly feel. I guess. But you know what we want, okay? I wish I could resist. I hope I don't regret this decision, but he's so cute. Uh, boom. Yuande, what was your your expectation versus the reality of reality TV for you? Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, it just wasn't what I expected at all. Like, I remember 
the minute I walked into the villa. Well, we had, first of all, we had to shoot that like four times. So I had to like keep jumping off the range and on like 10 times just to get the shot. And then um, they were like, oh, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. But you have to say it out loud. You have to say like, oh my God, it's going to be the best summer of my life. But you say that in your head. But then when you yeah. have to say it out loud, it becomes really weird. And when you get into the villa, you have to say how you feel. It's like, you can't think in your head, oh, I like this guy. You have to say it because they have to create a storyline for you and I remember even that moment of like standing and the guys walking in that took about four hours to film and it was about 32 degrees we weren't allowed to speak to each other it was the first time we met each other we were like looking left or right we weren't allowed to speak and I was like is this it like I remember all of us the first day we were like we want to go home we were like we hate it here it was horrible the first really? the first week was terrible and then it got better Kels what about you then because you got that message then on your Facebook that said sun, sand and women. Yeah. Were your expectations met when you went on Too Hot to Handle? <sighs> a little bit. I mean, I kept asking when I was getting interviewed, what type of girls are going to be there? They were like, what's your type? I'm like, someone pretty, big bums, big bums, big bums, big bums, big bums. I kept saying that. And they were like, yeah, yeah, Kills, don't worry, there's going to be loads of people with big bums. You're going to be, you're going to be spoiled for choice. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just fascinated because obviously in Too Hot to Handle, Kells was depicted as the one who's just sat there adding up them adding up how much money had been lost all the time um was that was that constantly on your mind or was that the way you were just depicted because it looked like you were just yeah just getting annoyed with everyone no do you know what there was so much more of me in there like what it didn't show is a bit i was talking to everyone i was like everyone's bigger brother and it was over bits where I was just giving advice to most of them and all of us were just talking in like a brotherly circle discussing things going on and then when the edit comes on it made it look like it was just like obviously they wanted the accounting role that was that was the role they put on me for right um it would have been probably different if me and Francesca hooked up but that was the role and what it was, right, you you had everyone not spending money because I was running such a tight <laughs> ship, right? And that's because I was giving everyone value and talking to people as to why you should not do the physical thing. But then it got to a point where, like, they pulled me to the side and were like, Kels, no, no one is spending money. Like, you need to do something <laughs> to let people spend money or kiss someone so we can start creating that domino effect because no one wants to watch eight episodes of no one spending money. I was like, well, this, I thought that's the plan, no? <laughs> and then, so, so, like, they started creating things and started hitting things for so everyone started spending money. But then I didn't realise my facial expressions. When I watched it, I was like, I didn't realise my face. My sister goes like, yeah, you do those facial expressions all the time at home. I'm like, do I actually? <laughs> so... I sound so angry, but I'm really not that angry. I'm actually quite chilled. Lucy, what what is it like for you? Because you've seen so many reality TV stars come and go now over the years. How do you think they compare now? What do you think are the sort of the characteristic differences between, say, a a modern day Love Islander and a a Big Brother 2? I think... Well, I think Love Island is still kind of up there in terms of the conversation starter and the phenomenon that Big Brother kind of was at the beginning. It's just that they the characters have to be really stand out and have to really um, 
really be kind of really warm and real, I guess, and make mistakes and as cheesy as it sounds, go on some kind of journey because obviously all the people in Big Brother that everyone remembers um, are the ones that have had the kind of most emotional experience in there. They're normally the ones that end up, have ended up kind of winning or become the ones that were the biggest stars. You know, you look back at people like Jay Goody and then, you know, Nadia, um, they're the ones that people really remember. But in Love Island, you've still got characters. I mean, like Danny Dyer obviously did really well. But I think it's only really one or two out of it. Whereas at the beginning with Big Brother, there was a whole kind of cast of these new famous people that everyone was obsessed with. But I think it's there's only like one or two if they're lucky. You went, when, when you went home after, after Love Island, is that something that you were aware of? Sort of, OK, how do I navigate the media and the social media space now is that something that you were very conscious about getting right yeah I remember when I got my phone I think I just didn't know what to do um I remember I got my phone back and I didn't turn on my phone for like three days because I didn't know how to address my new platform. I didn't want to do anything wrong. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to be seen as like a horrible person. I was just so confused when it came to this new whole world and Social media is so important when you come out, like, especially like, you know, towards like what direction you want to go to in your career and stuff. So, yeah, it's it was really hard when I came out. What is that sort of after reality TV life like? Like it must be, I imagine it's quite difficult to kind of negotiate that limbo between being a full fledged celebrity and being a regular person. I feel like reality TV really puts you in a a weird position in between the two what what is it like how much normality can you get back in your life you end there for the first couple of months probably none just because the season I was on was obviously it still is it was the biggest season so far um and I remember I came out and it was like my I had security for the first week I wasn't allowed to go anywhere without security I was in the hotel in London my security was next door to me we went out and it was like people literally like screaming jumping it it was it was insane and in my head I was still the normal person who just like went on holiday three weeks ago and came back and the whole nation knows who the hell you are I think for the first two months it was really hard just with like paps and like obviously then I had to deal with like you know people selling stories and just like it it was really hard for the first three months and then you kind of get some sort of normality back and then you get media trained so you know what's going on and then you sort out management and things kind of get kind of normalized a little bit you have a routine. Kels what what about you when when Too Hot to, to Handle sort of premiered on Netflix and you kind of found yourself Obviously, you had a bit of a following already, but then you find yourself thrust into this Netflix spotlight where you're now part civilian, part celebrity. How has that been? Do you know what? On the show, I was actually the one with the with the lowest followers. I think I just had like under 4K. And then I turned my phone off when it aired at like 8 a.m. And I binge watched everything. And then at 9 p.m. when I finished... I turned my phone on and it was just going ping, 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 ping. And he went up to like 30, 40, 100 and he kept going further. And I was like, the first few days were just, it felt overwhelming. I had to think twice before I did everything. Things I'll do natural, photos I'll post naturally, tweets I'll do naturally. I'll think twice about it, everything. And then I just wouldn't do it. I just, I left it for like two, three days. I did nothing. Do you know what I mean? I just, it's trying to figure it all out. I think 
I don't have the thing with the whole paparazzi and stuff like that because we're in quarantine. So I've been able to get used to it in dosage. But there was a bit where I was just lost for a bit in terms of I don't know what to do and I don't know who I am. So I called my friends, I'm like, what kind of content do you want to see? Oi, what do you want? Oh, what do the guys want to see? What do, what, what do they do for the girls? Do this, do that. Because the, getting the girls was easy because they followed me. Set, like Over 70% was my like, females. But it was trying to get the males because the males is what translates into sales, right? For any kind of branding. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, do a workout video. I'm like, everyone's doing that. But then one of my mates said to me, Kels, before the show happened, you were doing something that everyone loved. Last year, I went, I flew everywhere. I did holidays. I like the nice life. I like all these kind of things. I like my parties. I like my my festivals. I like all these things. And he said to me, Kels, that's what people want. Because you go to like eight, six holidays in a year, go to festivals. People want to live that life. So just keep doing what you're doing. And then I was just like, <sighs> because there's a thing, there's a distance between you backing yourself. Like, I'm, I've come from a sports background, so it's a bit different because everything I translate or anything I do translates into, like, points, scores, this, that. So you can track it, you can measure it. Whereas with this, I just had to realise that me being me is okay and that's what people want to see. It's crazy that you kind of, you have to put that much thought into it. It's Because that side of things, it kind of fascinates me how you suddenly have to be quite business savvy in in everything that you do once you 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 step off reality tv lucy what do you as somebody as again as i, I keep hopping on about someone who has see, seen the many iterations so of reality old, tv <laughs> what's it what is it like for you like I, i'm kind of fascinated to kind of know your thoughts through your eyes seeing the evolution of reality tv and then to kind of sit down with yuande and kels kind of the new school do you know what because of the kind of the nature of the job I do and because of like when I first started working at Heat, Heat and reality TV went hand in hand. The success of Heat was partly due to the success of Big Brother and vice versa because they just came along at that same time. So it was, it's kind of like reality TV is something that I am, like I love and have kind of grown up on and that's been part of what I've done for, for a job. So for me, you're kind of really rooting for the next big reality TV show for it to work because there's obviously some that have come and gone that have been a bit, you know, there's a lot of dodgy ones that have come come through and not done anything. But for for people like me and for, for people who kind of watch shows like that, you want them to be a success. And so you're really rooting for these guys on the show that 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 you want to get behind and you want to put on the cover of your magazine and you want to write about. So it has been fascinating. And, you know, shows like Love Island have obviously been brilliant. Too Hot to Handle. I, I have to be honest, when I first saw the trailer for Too Hot to Handle, I was like, I'm not going to, you know, what is that about? And actually it's been, I thought that was one of the most interesting shows. And I don't think you saw enough of the kind of genuine deep connections in the stuff that that went on. It, it was pitched as this, you know, how are they going to survive without having sex? And actually it was just really, I found it really, really interesting. I mean, <laughs> when the girls did their, um, looking at their, what was it? What are they called? Their, their Yoni. Noonie. Noonie Yoni. I mean, <laughs> that was like, that was kind of gold tv but um you didn't you didn't see enough of it and actually it seemed like it would be something really funny and flippant but actually it wasn't and they all seemed quite emotional at the end of it so i think there's been some there's been some brilliant ones that have come through recently actually and that's that's exciting for someone like me 
as if some robot is telling me I can't do anything. It's not easy to go an extended period of time without any sexual release. Think of your nad. This retreat is to help you gain deeper emotional connections. Is blue balls a real thing? We'll find out. I actually didn't like Too Hot to Handle. Oh. Yeah, this is what I want. Shots fired. I didn't like it. I I remember the trailer came out and I was super excited. No one knows. Like, I was so excited because I was like, oh my God, I have nothing to watch. Like, this is finally here. Because I'm that person who watches everything on Netflix and I've everything watched. So I was like, I can't wait. I like added it to my list. I was ready. The minute it came out, yeah. I watched the, the I watched it the first day. I watched all of it. Before anyone started tweeting, I already had it finished. And I didn't like it. Now Why? with reality TV, I feel like what makes reality TV are the people, the relationships, and the storyline. With Too Hot to Handle, I felt like I didn't get to know. I didn't get to know any of them. Like, I do realize it's about, like, you know, becoming a better person and, like, you know, getting to know yourself and all that. But I just didn't feel like that happened for anyone, really. Like, I didn't see the huge amount of growth that everyone was talking about. Like, you look at other reality TVs, like, like shows like Big Brother, Love is Blind, and you you kind of get to know the characters and that's what makes reality TV. You, you're you invested in their lives and in, in what they're doing. But Too Hot to Handle, I wasn't invested in anyone. There, I wasn't rooting for anyone. I didn't feel connected to any one person. It was just binge watching. I didn't take anything away from it. Nothing. Kels, what do you make of that? Um, you know, what? I partly agree with what Yuana said. I feel like if there were more episodes, people would have obviously got in touch with the characters and connected with them. Love Island is obviously a, a lot longer than that, which is one of the reasons why you may probably feel like that. Um, we definitely had connections. There were definitely bonds in the villa. I think it's just hard to portray that over ep- episodes. I love the fact it was like Lord of the Flies. Everyone started, you know, finger pointing and going against each other, because that's another element that people love in reality TV as well. And that's obviously what was being whipped up there with the money going. But if we look at Love is Blind, that only had like 13 episodes. And I was so invested. I don't know about anyone else. Like, I am so invested in Love is Blind. Like, I like all the characters. Like, See, I, I was invested in it, but I hated them all. <laughs> oh my God, I love them. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to talk about Love is Blind because I really want to get recommendations from each of you um, things that you t- would tell other people to go and watch on Netflix. You one day, it sounds like Love is Blind is one of yours. Oh my God. If I, I feel like everyone has watched that though. I don't know who anyone who hasn't watched Love is Blind. I think everyone has watched Cause it. Because you, you, you exist in an echo chamber. <laughs> yeah. there, are, there are many people out there that are listening to this and haven't actually watched Love is Blind yet. What what is it about Love Is Blind for so you? So I think what I like. So when I watched the first episode, I thought everyone was crazy. You know, when you turn on the TV <laughs> yeah. and like I remember I was doing my makeup. I think I don't know where I was going. I think I was going. No, I wasn't going. I can't remember doing my makeup anyways. And then I kind of I wasn't watching it. Was watching it at the same time. And then I heard someone say, "I love you." I said, "Hold up." I was like, "I'm pretty sure this is episode number one." So like straight away. I thought it was so bizarre that I was so interested. I was like, no, I need to understand this because I think everyone on the show is crazy, right? So then I 
I started, the more I watched it, the more invested I got because I was interested on how these people could have fallen in love so quickly. I was like, is it real? Is it not real? Is it scripted? Is it, is it not scripted? Like I was just so emotionally invested. And then when I seen them move out and when they started real relationships and it was like real issues that they were having, whereas it was, it was just so real. Like they were fighting, they were having like issues with sex. Like it was just real TV but shit TV at the end of the day. And that's what makes reality so good. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. Here, you will choose someone to marry. Hello. Nice to hear from you. Can't say see ya. Without ever seeing her. If you're ready to find the love of your life. Game time. The pods are now open. Lucy, did you catch Love is Blind? Oh, yes. And I was... Did you watch all of it? I watched all of it. I was just I was just obsessed with just how deluded everyone was and how they sort of brainwashed themselves into thinking that they... I mean, if they got married, it was almost like they just thought, oh, get married and all my problems are just completely going to go away. And I loved Jessica because she was just like this supervillain. And she actually made me think every time I watched it because they all seemed to drink so much while they were were in the show and at the beginning I was like oh I'll have a glass of wine that's reminded me and then by the end she'd put me off having any any alcohol because she would just (laughs) always be way too inebriated but I just thought it was it was absolutely fascinating TV and completely addictive I loved it did did, did you watch Love is Blind Kells? I've watched like a few episodes I watched do you know what do you know I was I was hanging off my bed right and I think, I don't know what it was. I think I was, and then, you know how Netflix just plays shows automatically. And then I wasn't really paying attention because I was on the phone. And then next, you know, someone goes like, will you marry me? I was like, what the f-? I was like, <laughs> and I, I sat up and I was like, what's going on here? Like, and and the guy's asking through like the screen, right? You can't see the other person. I was like, are you sure? Like, is this, is this what you're doing? It is, it is, a, it is a very, very strange but fascinating and compelling watch, Love is Blind. What else have you you watched on Netflix, Kells, that you'd recommend? Money Heist. Come on. Money Heist. Come on. Todo puede joderse en una milésima de segundo. Tú deberías protegernos. Ella puede cometer errores, pero tú no. ¡Cállate la boca, gordo! Te voy a matar. Vas a quedar callado. Tú que baja la pistola. This is one thing that tells me everything I need to know about a person when they mention Money Heist. Do you watch it in Spanish with English subtitles or do you watch it with English voiceover? English voiceover. English voiceover. Oh, you are an no, inferior but, but, <laughs> you know what is? The professor's voice and English voiceover sounds so lit. Do you mean? It, oh. it, it, it's just so lit. You need to watch it in its original form. You need the Spanish to really feel the you passion. And then you go, you, but you got to read it in it. So it's a bit of a Yeah, that's book. the thing. You can't put your phone down for, you can't like look at your phone for like a minute because you just lose track of what has happened. That's yeah. why I have to listen to it in English. Are you also a voiceover? Dub? Yeah, because like, like a bad kung fu I movie. I, I can't watch something straight without like not being distracted for like 20 seconds. And with that show, yeah. you have to have full concentration. So if Definitely. I like went downstairs to get like a drink or I had my phone and I was like texting for like two minutes, I'd miss everything because I don't, I don't understand <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> but it's, it's a great way to learn. It's a great way to learn. Have you got a favorite from Money Heist, Kells? Who's your favorite? The Professor. 
The professor is just that guy, and he's he he's just that guy. Actually, do you know what? Can we talk about? Have you have you who's watched the Messiah? The Messiah is just different stuff. I've watched quite a bit of that. Yeah. Oh, the Messiah. Messiah is the concept. Is I don't know. I I I don't know if I can talk about it because you like you haven't watched it. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. You can. It's 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 even even without watching it. It's the premise essentially is if somebody arrived on Earth and exhibited all the signs of what the Messiah is, would you believe? Essentially, yeah, isn't it, Kel? exactly. Like, would, how, how, how far would you believe? He's come out of nowhere and we don't know who he is. What do we know about him? He's leading desperate people. So this is a cult? We don't know who he's associated with. I was in Dublin one day and... Um, Someone, someone stopped me and was like, the Messiah is back. And I remember just looking at them like, are you having a laugh? And then um, they were like, oh, we have this group and we'd love to add you to it. So like, we can tell you all about them. And I remember standing in the middle of the road, like, are you actually serious? Like, is, is this a real thing? But then I remember after leaving, I was like, imagine. That wasn't a fan group for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it Netflix promo or Jehovah's Witnesses? <laughs> I can't remember. But I remember, I remember leaving and I was like, oh my God, what if they were telling the truth? But then again, how do I know you're like, oh, how? I'm not going to just give you my number. Like, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> that WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lucy. The Messiah sliding into your DMs. Come on. <laughs> Lucy. Oh. What would what would uh, your Netflix recommendation be? Well, I've got a few. I mean, you, I'm I'm a bit late to the party, but I've been obsessed with you, obviously, just because it's kind of just as weird. I man. love him, and, and yeah. it's also, but it's also very weird. Someone was saying to me that it's really weird when you're watching you because you just say I'm obsessed with you, and then everyone's like. What do you mean you're obsessed with me? It's a very hard <laughs> program to talk about as a program without it getting confused with the person you're talking talking to. Um, but obviously, Pen Badgley is is amazing in it, and it's yeah. kind of I just love the fact that it's all completely from the stalker's point of view, and you root for this ser- this evil serial killer. I believe in love at first sight. No real words. Only fake ones. If I just keep being the perfect boyfriend, you'll realize I'm not a maybe. I'm the one. But it's mad because at the start, at this, it's totally changed because I remember season one, we didn't. We thought he was a psycho. We were like, who is this really weird guy? And then season two, we almost felt sorry for him. Yeah, and I know. We we were so invested in him as a character, and we we were rooting for him. And it's just it's mad how it's changed from him being like the serial psycho killer who everyone is like so skeptical about and hates to like us just being invested in him as a person. And I just liked him right from the start. I have to say, I didn't mind him being a psycho. Really? <laughs> I just thought I just thought it was really cleverly done because you just. Because it's, because it's all from his, but because it's all from his point of view, you're kind of yeah. in there right from the beginning. And I right. like the fact that it's it's also a real kind of look at how people are on social media and how how ex, how exposed they make themselves. So I I think it's really clever. And then I'm also um, kind of as a byproduct of having kids, but you should still watch it. 
Storybots, which is in the kids' Netflix originals, is absolutely amazing. And it just teaches you all sorts of stuff. Like, it just asks all these mad questions that kids ask. But it's got people like Snoop Dogg in it. It's got, you know, it's got Christina Applegate. It's got Edward Norton. So that's a that's a that's a tip. Even if you don't have kids, it's good. <laughs> Look at that! Something for everyone from teaching kids their first words to Robin Banks. I think we've covered all bases, guys. What have we not shared today? I I feel like we've we've left no stone unturned. I like this podcast. This is like my first ever podcast. I've never done this before. I like it. If you just talk, don't they? We have <laughs> conversations. <laughs> That's what it is. It's that amazing. Is what a podcast is. People just talk. That should be the slogan for podcasts. Shoes, come on. Podcasts. People just talk. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. And of course, you can catch Kells on Netflix now. Too hot to handle. Guys, thank you so much for taking part in what to watch on Netflix. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And it wouldn't be what to watch on Netflix without our guru from Netflix HQ, oh, Gina. Hello. Hello, Gina. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm very well. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Your voice to me is synonymous with new, exciting things. Oh, my God. I really feel like season two, like, you know, our friendship has really gone to a new plane and I appreciate that. We're in a brand new place, Gina. A, a place that I, I I never banked on us arriving here, but I'm glad we I'm glad we are here. I always knew we would. I always knew. Netflix has brought us together, <laughs> Gina. What are we watching this weekend? Dropping today, having dropped today, we've got season five of Queer Eye. I don't know whether you've watched Queer Eye before, whether you're a fan of Queer Eye. I've I've seen it all. You've seen it all. All right. So this time they're in Philadelphia. Helping some more people, more of the same great stuff, emotional things, funny moments, you know, tender stuff, gut-wrenching stuff, makeovers, all sorts of stuff. Have we got the Fab Five? Are we, are we, are we all back together? All back together. All five of them, four season five. They haven't done a Sugar Babes. They haven't done a Sugar Babes. Brilliant. That is what, that's why I love Queer that's Eye. That's what we need. I just feel like they're in it for the long haul. That's what we need. I really recommend anyone who hasn't seen Queer Eye, just watch one, one episode. One episode. Just try it. Try it. It's really great. Nice. It's a nice show. It's very, like, uplifting. All right. What else we got? 13 Reasons Why. So, obviously, you, you may have heard of the show before. Um, it is the fourth and final season, and that has dropped today, 5th of June. Um, give it a watch if you're if you're a fan of the show. There are a lot of people that I know that it's it's relatively controversial. People got lots of opinions on it, but um, trust me, as somebody who sees a lot of the com- comments that we get on Instagram, people absolutely love that show. So there are people there's people that absolutely love it. So if you watch the show and are interested in YA dramas, um, tent storylines, um, all of those kind of things, Thirteen Reasons Why is something for you. What's life about a little bit of controversy anyway? Well, that's what do I you know think. What I mean? Why not? Shake it's it up It's provocative. A bit. Exactly. And do you know what? If, if it's too controversial for you, watch the family cooking showdown. Yes. There you go. Something for everyone, as they say. That's the If motto. you want something PG, watch that on Netflix. Indeed. What else is new? So if you're a fan of reality TV or you don't like to admit it, but you like to watch it in private um, and you want to delve back into the archives or some of the best reality TV there was, we have from 1st of June, seasons one and two of Keeping Up With The Kardashians and, <gasps> and 
And we have seasons one and two of arguably the best Real Housewives series, Beverly Hills, Atlanta and New York. All for you. Seasons one and two of those things. These are all great things, especially for our reality TV episode one, because I'll be honest, I have never watched a Real Housewives franchise episode. And I've always wondered which one to start with. Should I start Atlanta? I've heard great things. Controversial opinion from me. I really, uh, there's a special place in my heart for the Beverly Hills one. It's just, there's nothing like the tense moments. That is elite TV. Elite TV. Oh, it is. So, but um, Atlanta is fantastic also. Both of those are great. Either one to start with. And they're all great. All great. And once you've had your reality feel from that, you can watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians series one and see Kylie Jenner's original face. There you go. A win for everyone. Everyone involved. Everyone involved. We've, we've all changed during this lockdown. I'm sorry. That is The fact that that has coincided with our reality TV episode is serendipity. Don't say I don't give you anything, you know. Gifts upon gifts. Gina, every week, like a Netflix genie, you grant our wishes and provide us with yet more to watch. Thank you. Until next week. It was great being here. Thanks for having me. See you next week. Thank you to all our guests and you guys for tuning in once more. Next week, we are turning on a sixpence. What happens when love isn't that blind and things really get too hot to handle? Well, you end up with kids, that's what. Next week is all about the family. So get the kids homeschooled, get the mashed banana served and get the bottle of milk warm just right. We'll see you then. What to Watch on Netflix is hosted by me, Dottie, and is written and produced by Jamie East. Editing and additional production comes from Cup and Nuzzle. What are you watching on Netflix? We'd love to know. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Netflix UK. Netflix UK.